Hi, babes. Thanks for tuning in. So happy to have you here. <laughs> Hi, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm practicing for when I go to England on vacation at the end of the month. Going to England, babes. Going to London. Hey, what's going on with you? How you been? Oh, I've been good. Just saw me mom. <laughs> oh, God. Not my Nespresso kicking in. Hi, you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, Secret Keepers Club. So happy to be here. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Um, and thank you to those of you that tune in on Thursdays at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Spotify Live app. We have just such a freaking fun time in there. We're always hooting and hollering. And I'm always about two, two glasses of wine in. We love to see it. We love to see it. But um, I had a really chill weekend this past weekend. Nothing too exciting happening other than the fact that I watched a I started watching a TV show last night, which is came recommended to me by my friends. They were like, this show is so bad that it's good. Shout out to my girl, Alicia. She told me that about four times. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And when I tell you she was right, I can't stop watching the show. It's the most horrendous acting in the entire world. (laughs) It is so bad, but I just, I'm hooked. And it's very pornographic, which I will be writing a letter to Hulu because I'm a Christian and and we don't do that in this Christian house. Okay. But, um, yeah, other than that, nothing crazy. I just spent a lot of time with my cats. I was cleaning, I was doing laundry and stuff. I'm going to be on the road the rest of the month. Really. Um, this upcoming weekend, I'm going to be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and then we're going to be in Chicago the next weekend, which is the weekend of my birthday. I am very excited because I'm turning 21. I'll finally be legally able to drink, which is so exciting for me. So can't wait to taste alcohol for the first time um, that night. But um, yeah, and then I'm going out. I'm going, going back home to London to see my mom. <laughs> oh, God, they're going to, no one in England is going to think it's funny when I'm doing that. And I have to be respectful of them. I can't be. Cause that one of the British guys that I dated years ago, he would be like, uh, "Sorry, I was gonna try and do it, and then I didn't." It, he he would be like, he would be like, he would go, <clears throat> he'd be like, it, "It's shit vibes. Yeah, the accent is shit vibes. No, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do all that." <laughs> oh, we laugh, we laugh. Uh, I hope you guys are well. We're going to get into these emails that you all sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And let's see, let's see. Where should we start? Okay, let's do, uh, this one looks like it's going to be a follow-up email uh, referencing an email we got last week. So this says, to the girly going through a friend breakup. Hi, Carly and the kitty babes. When you read the email of the girl going through a painful friend breakup after nine years and living together for a few, my jaw was on the floor because that is my exact situation. I was listening like, what the fuck did I write this email in my sleep? My longtime best friend did a similar thing where she completely dumped me after what seemed like a really small incident, certainly not enough to end a decade of friendship and wouldn't talk to me about it. We even had mutual friends and I was basically begging for some information on why she hated me all of a sudden. And it made everyone very uncomfortable and was essentially a big fucked up mess for our greater friend group. After months of no contact and trying to give her space, I eventually reached out to her because we were invited to the same party and I thought we could clear the air before we were in the same room. 
Um, she told me she didn't want to meet up or talk at all. We ended up compromising by sending long teary voice memos back and forth, sort of, sort of talking, but with more time in between to figure out what we wanted to say. Basically, it came out that she had issues with me being too blunt for years and years and just never said anything. After talking it through, I realized it was kind of a cultural thing. I'm from Brooklyn and my family is loud and makes fun of each other uh, from a place of love, of course. And she's from a family where you can hear the silverware scraping on the plates at dinner because nobody's talking. I was treating her like family because that's how I felt about her. But I definitely took for granted that she wasn't family and she could peace out whenever she wanted to. She was taking things I said really personally for literally 10 years and silently holding it in while I was in a blissfully ignorant Brooklyn asshole. Well, I was being a blissfully ignorant Brooklyn asshole telling and cracking jokes and they were really hurting my best friend, which I never ever would have continued to do if I knew that she was that upset. Anyway, we both cried and apologized for our opposite communication styles. And she underlined that she still doesn't want to be around me, which sucks, but there's nothing much else I can do. Anyway, um, this is all just to say that I'm too, I'm there too. And friend breakups really hurt so much, especially when you don't know what you did wrong or when you learn that it's just your personality that's the problem. I'm in my mid-20s and it's definitely an era of figuring out what kind of friendships you want and how you want your life to feel. And sometimes that means going separate ways from someone you thought would be there forever. At least when it's a romantic breakup, you can be like, whatever, fuck that guy. Uh, he didn't have a top sheet anyway. Honestly, facts. But with friends, it's like, wow, you don't even want to be my friend. My advice is just to care about the other person from afar. Oh, you're going to make me cry, girl. <sighs> Not you guys making me cry. Uh, care about that other person from afar. Wish them well and put your effort into other friendships and maybe make a conscious effort to check in on your friendships while you still have them. On another note, something so embarrassing happened to me the other day. I, I dropped my water bottle at the gym <laughs> and it, it clanged so loud that water spilled everywhere. Oh my God, no. And I had to ask the front desk guy to mop it up and then go back to my workout, hoping nobody was looking at me. No, girl, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But everybody was looking at you. I'm sorry. When people drop things, I look at them and I go, thank God that's not me. I, I, that's honestly how I feel. I, I never feel more grateful than when somebody near me drops or spills or breaks or trips something. Like, I can't explain to you the way that I feel when I drop something. Like I want to leave the country every time I drop something on the floor and I drop shit all the fucking time. Do you ever have a day where you drop like 20 things? I don't know what it is, but I'll get like frazzled brain. And I swear to God, like I'll, I'll wake up, I'll make coffee. I'll drop my coffee cup. It breaks. I go in the bathroom. I drop my fucking toothbrush in the toilet. I leave a, like, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just one thing after another, but I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Both of those things. I'm sorry you dropped the water bottle and I'm sorry about your friend. Um, and then it says XOX, love you, Carly. You really do a service for all the girlies and bringing us together and making us feel less alone. Enjoy a skinny can of seltzer on me. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you're hundred percent right about this situation. I think we've all been there too. And, and, you know, like, I think age does have a lot to play into it as well. You guys were friends for a decade. So you were friends when you were really young, you and this girl, and sometimes it's just growing apart. Like it sucks, but sometimes you just grow apart from someone. I do wish that she would have, and that's why I always am like encouraging you girlies to, to talk about your feelings with people that you care about and people that are in your life, because I was saying this to my friend the other day. I'm like, if you don't say something 
because she's in like a situation where she doesn't know how this other person thinks about her and blah, blah, blah. And I said, if you're in that situation and you're sparing someone a conversation because you don't want them to feel uncomfortable or you don't want them to feel like you're crazy or something like that, like the only person who continues to suffer is you. Wouldn't you rather have the peace of at least being open and letting somebody else know where you're at? And then if they can't meet you that right there, whether it's a friend or a relationship, like then that's fine. You can part ways. But this is why I always urge with you guys, because this seems like a problem that could have definitely been avoided if she was just like, hey, you're hurting my fucking feelings, you know, like I've been there, too. Because um, I definitely have that type of, you know, my friend. My friends are all really, really good about it. And honestly, we all do it to each other. Like we kind of bust each other's balls. But I've definitely met people in my life where I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have joked around like that or whatever. And some some people, it's not their cup of tea, you know? Uh, let's see. This one says, am I dumping you right now? Well, what the hell are you dumping me? That doesn't seem fair. I don't want to get dumped. All right, let's see. Hi, Carly. Love you so much and need some advice. I recently started dating this guy four and five foot four slash five months. And, and please don't come at me for saying four slash five. She literally wrote four slash five. She means like four or five months, like four or five. She doesn't mean 4.5. She doesn't mean four and a half. Cause I know I'm going to get the freaking mathematicians in my, in my gosh darn DMs today. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm not in the mood. So they've been together for five months <laughs> and it's been amazing. We get along so well. Uh, we have the same morals and want the same things. He hasn't dated anyone in a few years. And I just ended a great relationship because of some unforeseen circumstances that didn't allow us to continue dating. Interesting. What was that? Long story short, I can't tell if some of the things this guy does are red flags. For example, he gets in really weird moods and is distant randomly and for absolutely no reason. And it's really confusing. It seems like his mood is very unpredictable. I'll give you an example. He came over last night and he was very quiet and didn't even hug me when he came in. He then starts making weird comments like, why are there weird designs on your pants? Why is that's just so weird? And then she says, girl, my pants were leggings with indents around the booty. You know the kind. Yes, the, the famous TikTok leggings. The leggings that went viral on TikTok because it makes your peach look great. I know the leggings. He also said, why do you have a sheet hanging up over there? Um, it's always there. Why don't you just hang a curtain? Then the house that I moved in had a finger guard on the light switch. I don't know why, but it just does. And he said, why is there a finger guard on the light switch? I just don't understand. That's so weird. Basically just little comments like this that seem judgmental or critical, you know, like, I don't know, dude, can you just let me live my life? The guy I dated before this was extremely supportive and never made fun of me, not even in a joking way. So I don't know how to take this. I don't think this guy's joking. I think he's a clown. Uh, obviously it's nothing crazy or mean, but maybe I'm being too sensitive. Would this bother you? Or is he condescending and critical? Girl, he's definitely condescending and critical. She said, again, it's not like what he said hurt my feelings, but it just feels like he's criticizing every little thing. Have you ever dated someone like this? Are all men like this? No, all men are not like this. Um, this would drive me nuts. 
I have dated someone like that. And it was like everything I did, I felt because it was like he made me feel like he was like embarrassed of me or or like like I was like a piece of shit. I don't know. I just always kind of felt that way. Even like when it came down to like food, like he was raised with more money. Like he grew up with a lot of money. I didn't. And there would be certain things that I would like eat and he would be like, Oh my God, that's disgusting. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? This is my favorite thing. And it would literally be like craft Parmesan cheese. Like it wasn't even anything crazy, but he's like, you need to use real cheese. Like that's not real. I'm like, I don't fucking care. You know what I'm saying? But he was old, like every little thing I did and everything I said, he would go, no, that's not, that's not what it is. It's actually this. And he was, um, by, by the way, I cannot stress, I cannot stress this enough. He was never right. He would say some shit willing to bet his fucking life on it. And I would go, you're wrong. <laughs> and he would go, no, I'm not. I, I know that I'm right. And I would go, right, let's Google it. I'm always going to say, let's Google it when I know I'm right even though sometimes that does backfire because a couple months ago I was with my girlie and she was saying that she said she likes Brazil nuts. And I said, yeah, I love macadamia nuts. And she's like, no, Brazil nuts. And I was like, yeah, they are the same thing. Let's fucking Google it, bitch, because I'm a nut professor. (laughs) I'm the nutty professor. Guys, take my microphone away. Take my microphone away. I'm sweating. Oh my God, what kind of Nespresso is this? I feel like I'm on mushrooms. Not the nutty fucking professor. <laughs> but anyway, I was wrong. I was wrong. And she brings it up all the time. She's like, remember when you said I Oh my God. I can't stand, I, I can't stand guys like this. And it's like, I would just honestly, like, I would make him feel like an asshole. I would just look at him and go, what are you doing? That's what I would just say to him. Why are you doing that? You're being condescending. You're making me fucking feel weird. Like, can you just be normal or no? Also ask yourself what it is about this guy that you like, because you're saying it's amazing. And like, I can't imagine dating someone that's moody. Like if, if you're with someone that's moody all the time, that's going to fuck up your energy and it's going to make you moody. Because we can't help but absorb people's energy and vibes that are around us. You know what I'm saying? Okay, you guys, just a quick word from this week's sponsors. We have our friends over at Nutrafol. You guys know I love Nutrafol. Uh, 30 million women experience weakened or thinning hair. Take control of your hair with Nutrafol. You will begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in just three to six months. You guys, I am not to toot my own horn, not to toot my own flute here but I get compliments on how long my hair is, how healthy my hair is all the time. And I really do think a lot of it has to do with Nutrafol. Like I dyed my hair for so long in the last few years, I've been really, really making a conscious effort of taking good care of it. And this is like one of the factors I really, really think contributes to it. Nutrafol is 100% drug-free with only natural, clinically effective botanical ingredients. It works by targeting the five root causes of thinning, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. Subscribers 
receive monthly deliveries so you never have to miss a dose. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You may, all, you may also notice improvements in your overall well-being, including a more restful sleep, less stress, better skin, nails, and libido. Well, we love to see that for the girlies. Grow thicker, uh, healthier hair, and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code SECRET. New customers get $15 off your first month subscription, free shipping on all orders. This is their best offer and only available to U.S. listeners for a limited time. Take $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code SECRET. Stand up for your strands and get Nutrafol. Um, all right, let's see. This next one says red flags. Hello, sweet Carly and the kitty cats. I wrote in about my boyfriend um, who didn't say I love you for a year. I had, I had said it first and he said it back. He had no problem saying it, but I guess it was too scary for him to do it first. Now I have another timeline question. I told him as soon as I finish school and start working, I want to move into my own house. He was basically saying, yeah, but he needs more money. He was saying that he may be able to move out in a year and I should go ahead and buy my own house. I kind of said that I want kids slash to be pregnant in a year. So he clearly isn't on board for that. I would still like to be pregnant in a year um, because I might have trouble getting pregnant. But should I dump my man because he won't be ready in a year? Like I said, he'd want kids in two years, which would be four years of us together. I just feel like he might be saying anything to get me to stay. And I really want to be pregnant in a year. He said something like he wants to enjoy us living together. And I was like, yeah, we don't need to have sleepovers. I want a family. Any advice? I hope this makes enough sense. Ha ha. Um, okay. I don't think it doesn't make sense. I think at the end of the day, especially with stuff like this, girl, first of all, you have to have a conversation with your man about this. Like you have to be like, listen, I want to, I want to try for kids in a year, or I guess if you want to be pregnant in a year, even earlier than that. But, but you know, in 2024, I want to start trying to have kids like is this something that you're willing to do or not? Because to me, even if you think like, like, oh, I feel bad. I feel guilty. Like, I don't want him to feel like I'm pressuring him or anything like that. Like, to me, it's just like, if this is a deal breaker for you, then you need to just go. If he's not willing to, to, if he doesn't want the same things you want, and that's a deal breaker for you, then you have every right to make your own choice and go and, and figure it out. I will say you saying like, I want to be pregnant in a year. If you guys do break up and you meet somebody else, you probably won't get pregnant in a year. If you meet a brand new guy, cause it'll be a fresh new relationship. Right. I mean, I can't even tell you the like, I don't even think I ever met a fucking guy. I want to have kids with, you know what I'm saying? But I think that maybe you guys can compromise. Maybe you can meet halfway. I would hate to see you leave a relationship that seems to be working out for you otherwise. Um, but again, if this is like a deal breaker, you have every right to feel the way that you feel. Also get to the bottom of why you think that he's just saying this so that you'll stay. Because that's what because I don't want you to continue on with him and date him for however many more years. Um, and then have him go, you know what? I actually don't want kids. Like if you really, you, you, you just got to sit down and have, have a chat about it. But 
to me, it's like, I get it though. Like I get where I get the thought of like not being ready to have children. Like, especially financially, it's so scary. Like, I don't think anyone is ever ready to have kids. I really don't. I think that there, even if you're trying, like you still don't know what you're about to get yourself into. Cause it's something that's such a change in your life. So him saying like, I'm just not ready yet. I want to enjoy life before kids. I completely understand where he's coming from because that's how I feel. Like, I'm like, I'm very comfortable, like in my life. I like being able to do the things that I'm doing. I like not having to worry about when I travel for work and this, this and that. And like, that's how I feel about children. But if I was with somebody that was like, I need to do this in a year and that was a deal breaker for them, I think that it would be really, really necessary for us to have that conversation, you know? Um, but like him not him saying like, oh, maybe two years, whatever. I understand the fear of having children, of course. It's something that completely turns your world upside down. So I get where he's coming from. And there's nothing wrong with the way he feels too, but you guys just have to talk about it. Um, yeah, I just feel like, uh, the, the thought of it is so scary for people that, what the fuck is that noise? Is that my damn crock pot? Hold on. Hold on. My goodness. What the hell is my crock pot making all that noise for? Hold on. I have to, uh, I have to pause. Oh my goodness. I, I got freaking scared there. But the crockpot, <laughs> the lid just wasn't on it. And because I just checked it before I started recording. And yes, I'm making beef stew and my drone goddamn business. Yes, I'm making beef stew in my crockpot. And I'm so fucking excited. There's an hour left. We're in the home stretch. But the, the lid was just shaking. I'm like, oh God, what the hell is going on over there? But it's fine. Anywho, anywho, beef stew. I just think you got to talk it out with him. I wouldn't make any hasty decisions until you guys talk it out, but see, you know, see if you guys can compromise there because having children is a huge deal. It's a huge thing. Um, let's see. This says NYC trip. Hi girly. I love you. Thank you so much for making me laugh, whether it's on the podcast or live or on the Instagram, you're the best. Oh, thank you so much. Anyway, I'm going on a girl's trip to New York City this winter, and I was hoping to get some recommendations where all the girlies going. What bars should we check out? Um, we are in our mid to late 20s for reference. Uh, if we want to see a comedy show or improv or anything like that, do you have any recommendations? Maybe you'll have a show in January. Thank you so much. Kiss right on the lips. Well, thank you. Um, January, if you're going in the beginning of January, you'll still probably be able to see all the Christmas stuff, which is really, really fun and cute to do in New York. Like um, the little Christmas village they have in Union Square, all of the storefronts, everything like that. Really, really cute stuff. Um, I mean, there's so many different, there's so many different restaurants. Like if you're trying to go like to cute, cutie places, go to like Balthazar. That's like a nice place. Like Balthazar is really nice. Lucian's really nice. If you want a dive bar, go to Ray's. I fucking love Ray's. I, I can't help it. I can't get the hell away from that place no matter how much I try. Um, but I absolutely, I, I like it there. You want to know what? Cause all my friends, I know everybody there. So it just feels, it feels nice. Um, 
Hold on. I also wanted to say hello to my girly. And you know who the hell you are because, okay, her name is Bryn. And you know who the hell you are, Bryn. I was walking the other day in, in Greenpoint where I live and I'm walking, I'm listening to Lincoln Park and I'm going, you know, like, that's what's going on in my head. So I'm like being gothic. Okay. And I'm just like walking my, my headphones are really loud. And I see this girl like jumping, like next to me, like waving. And I'm like, Oh, hi. And her name was Brandon. She was so freaking cute. And she was in New York with her husband. And it's so funny because she said like, um, She's like, I, I knew I was going to bump into you. She's like, I said to my husband that I was going to bump into you. And we just got here an hour ago. She's like, and we were sitting in this restaurant and he said, that's Carly. <gasps> How funny. Not my girlies being witches and we love to see it, but she was so, so cute. I was chit-chatting with her. Um, and I told her a bunch of places to go. That's what just reminded me of that. Um, I told her a bunch of places to go in Greenpoint, like five leaves is really fun and really good food. Bernie's is the best, best, best. Um, so I was telling her also Peter Pan donuts is the fucking shit. If you're in Brooklyn, if you're in Greenpoint, go to Peter Pan girl. It's so fucking cute in there. It's like a hundred years old and all the girls wear little like 1950s aprons and little paper hats. I'm like, are you guys insane with your little costumes? And their donuts are the best donuts ever. Anywho. Anywho, beef stew. Let's keep it going. All right. This one says three month or ended and I'm going crazy. Hey, Carly, love you, girl. Kiss right on the lips. I don't have any cats, uh, but I decided to add a picture of my friend Lindsay's cat, cats, Ben and Jerry. You could say her name. She listens to the pod and knows about this whole ass mess already. Oh, well, I already read her name. So I'm glad you said that. Oh, the cats are so cute. They're, they're both orange. Stop. It's cute as hell. Uh, okay. So she says, okay, I need your help with a breakup that's killing me. I've been dating a guy for a little over three months. Um, we're both almost 30, hanging out three or four times a week, going on hot dates, doing fun things and going to concerts and flea markets, etc. Sex is incredible. And he made me feel like my body was the most beautiful thing he ever seen. We connected really easily. I was super excited about him and haven't been into somebody like this since my last long-term relationship, which ended in 2016. A few weeks ago, we were in the car and he casually mentioned in conversation that since we'd been dating, the only other people he'd been sleeping with, oh God. <clears throat> the only other people he's been sleeping with since we were dating are married women in polyamorous relationships because they get tested often and have clear boundaries. We always use condoms, by the way. Uh, meanwhile, I'm sitting there holding the leftovers from our romantic dinner and the freaking fish we had just picked out together uh, for his new apartment. I, oh, okay. I should have thrown it out the damn window. We had a long conversation where I told him I wasn't interested in dating other people and that I had been meaning to bring up the ex exclusivity talk, but he said he wasn't at the point that he was ready to be exclusive and wasn't sure if when he'd be ready to progress to the next step. He did say that he could see it happening at some point. Ugh. Nothing like being vague. Against my better judgment, I decided to go along with it and we agreed to check back in a month and see how we were both feeling. 
over the next couple of weeks, things were great when we were together, but anytime he would go a few hours at night without responding, I would make myself crazy imagining him with some married woman. This past Wednesday, we had a conversation and I told him about how I'd been feeling. And he basically said that since our first combo uh, weeks prior, he'd realized that he doesn't want to be exclusive or be in a serious relationship anytime in the near future and basically just wanted us to stay in a non-exclusive relationship indefinitely. I ended it because I really liked him and I hoped that we would go somewhere serious. But since that conversation, I've been losing my mind. I can't stop thinking about him. And I have this overwhelming urge to reach out and tell him that I regret my decision. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Would it be insane for me to start hanging out with him again? Yes. Am I kidding myself thinking I could do it without being completely attached? Yes. Why am I feeling this way after only three months? I haven't felt this excited and strong about somebody in such a long time. So I'm really struggling with the idea of just dropping it um, when we have so much chemistry and we're having such a good time together. Please help me, Carly. I'm going to say something right now. We always have so much fun and such good sex and such good conversation with guys that don't want to be in a fucking relationship. Okay. I don't know what happens, but that's just the way it happens. That is just the way it happens. We have the best fucking time with guys that are just like, mm, she's all right. I'm not even kidding. It's happened to me before too. And that's why I feel this is an urgent matter. Do not reach out to him because he doesn't want the same things you want. And he's told you that. Okay. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm not saying he, he, he's not a bad person. He's where he's at in his life. And he told you what he wants and what he sees for the future. That's it. Take people like you're lucky that he spared you even more of your time. Like to me, if, if I was in the car with a man that I that I really liked that I was dating for three, four months, and he said, Yeah, no, I'm only banging married chicks. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm rolling out of the car. I'm rolling out of the car. God, my microphone blew out. I'm rolling out of the damn car if, if a man says that to me to my darn face. That's why I think we should just be making it official on, on the first date. I'm sorry. Am I wrong? I'm sorry. Am I wrong? The first time you text me, are you my boyfriend or not? The first time you reach out to me, are you sleeping with anybody else? Well, we're not even sleeping together yet. Yeah, exactly. Let me know what's going on before, before anything progresses. But... I feel you, girl. I feel for you. Uh, you know, we've all been there and it's it's unfortunately a part of dating, but I'm just forewarning you from my experience, okay, from my field research with people like this who are just like, we always get so attached to them. And the reason why usually doesn't even have to do with them being a good person or them being really attractive or the sex is so good. When you really like someone, the sex is usually, oh my God, so good. And then when you like get the ick about them, you're like, man, eh, it was all right. Eh, nothing to write home about. And not that you would write home about that. Dear mom. <laughs> Dear mom. <laughs> Stop it. I would love that. Ellen would really love that. But I digress. I digress. We want what we can't have. It makes us feel like um, we're chasing... And, and then we feel like, oh no, he's going to change his mind about me once he realizes how, how funny and, and gorgeous and smart and beautiful and stunning I am. And you can be all of those things. Sometimes it's just not your person and that's okay. 
Okay. Everybody fucking listen to me. Cause if I had to go through it, it had to be for a reason. So my reason is helping you guys for God's sakes. And I know you're going to still do whatever the hell you want to do. Right. But I'm just telling you word, word to the wise, word from the wise. I don't know the saying. I, I don't think you should mess with that girl because you want to know what you already know what it is. You already know where he sees it going. You want it to go further than that. And it ain't happening at this point in time. If he wants to be with you, I promise you a man will go through fucking leaps and bounds to let you know that he will walk in the snow barefoot across the damn country to let you know that he wants to be with you if he, if he changes his mind. So wait until that happens. And at the same time, keep going out, distract yourself with other things, go out with the girlies, go out for drinks, have a little kiki, make a beef stew and go on a date with another guy. It is weird though. Usually the, the relationships or situationships that we get ourselves into, like if they're, if they're short lived for some reason, they fucking kill. They kill more, I think, because when you're in a long relationship, you you kind of go through this whole process before you guys break up. And when it's just a few month thing, it, it does feel very abrupt. You're like, wait a minute, a couple of weeks ago, we were fine. You know? So I hear you on that. I've been there. I've been there. And we also have our babies over at Faraday. Whether it's Friday night football games or the first day of school or hanging out with your best friend in your backyard this fall, Faraday is all about clothing that makes you feel good and look good. I totally love this stuff. It's um, sustainable. It's classic. It's comfy. It's just really great. And I love that they have a lifetime guarantee of quality that they'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Layer your favorite pieces for a cozy fall vibe or even just make it easier with a one and done jumpsuit. Right now, Faraday is giving all the girlies 20% off. Let me say that again, 20% off. Head to FaradayBrand.com slash secret and use code secret at checkout to get this deal. That's code secret at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com slash secret for 20% off. FaradayBrand.com slash secret. Um, Let's see. So this says, <clears throat> the golden ticket. Hi, Carly, Stanley, and Robert. Tuning in from Denver. Literally live for the potty. Your commentary on life and the men fuckery just really keeps me going these days. Oh, well, thank you so much. Number one, I can't think of anything more embarrassing than winning the lottery. Like imagine, <laughs> like imagine having the golden ticket. What do you even do? How do you redeem it? I'm not sure if it's embarrassing or scary because literally everyone's going to be after you and your finances. You're safe nowhere. A thousand percent. I think about this all the time. If I ever won the lottery, I would ne- I would be anonymous. I would never tell people I won the lottery. I wouldn't change my lifestyle at all. I would keep to- I would just keep on doing what I've been doing and just have a lot of money in the bank and just disappear for months on end, going to my special island. Um, you're safe nowhere. Do you wear a mask on the news when they interview you? I don't think you have to pu- publicly. Um, you you don't have to publicly show yourself. I don't think. Maybe it's different from like state to state, but I'm pretty sure. That's a choice. And every time I think of somebody winning the lottery, I think of the show Lost, the guy that the guy that won the lottery and lost. And I don't know why, but that always stuck with me. 
By the way, Lost is one of the best shows ever made. Anywho, number two, she says, I'm going uh, to be 30. Uh, I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 in a few months. Flirty, 30, and thriving. We can only hope. Wondering if anybody else around this stage of life feels completely irrelevant if you don't have a child. Power to the baby booze out there, but lately just feeling like nobody cares anymore unless you have a fetus. You are just completely irrelevant. That's all. Uh, kiss right on the damn lips. And uh, P.S. I attached an unnecessary amount of pictures of my cute, perfect angel baby who is a, do- a cat in dog form. Oh, and also a picture of the most perfect pickle. Ooh, let's see the dog and the pickle. <gasps> wow, that pickle's stunning. Oh, the dog is a Yorkie and so cute. This is like a tiny little baby. This, this, honestly, this looks like a stuffed animal. I don't believe that's your dog. No, he's too cute. Does he have fangs? He's cute. He's a tiny little Yorkie. He looks like Toto. <clears throat> um, I, I get what you're saying about the children thing, but it's so interesting. Like, I know that because like I'm, you know, turning 32 and this month, a couple weeks. Um, and all of my friends, are, we're all in the same phase of life. And I think that's something that's really, really important. And I'm not saying don't be friends with people who have children. Cause I have friends that have children and are married and all that stuff too. But to me, the, your constants, the people who you're going out with all the time, like find like-minded people that are in the same phase of their life and you won't feel so like ostracized. Is that the right word? Uh, hold on. Ostracized. Yes. Okay. Ostracize to exclude someone from a society or group. Oh my God, (laughs) guys, I'm a genius. But that's really what I, I think, because I never really feel this way. And all of my friends are in the same boat as me. Everybody is passionate about their careers and they're so smart and they're successful and they're beautiful and stunning and amazing and gorgeous and, and just the best. Um, and we're all around the same age and we're all dating, you know, we're all single and it's, it's very sex in the city if I may. So find power in that. <clears throat> I, I don't need, um, you know, it, I've had people say stuff to me, actually this guy who I like hung out with a really long time ago, <clears throat> I was speaking to him recently and he said, when are like, he said, when are you going to like settle down and have kids? I said, with who? He's like, you don't want kids? I said, who am I going to have kids with? (laughs) I don't know. I think you're missing a very important part of the damn equation. What am I, Mary? What is it going to be, Immaculate Conception? Who do you think that is going to be the father of my children? If I said to you guys right now, I'm pregnant, you would go, who the fuck is she having a kid with? (laughs) No, because I really don't know. I really don't know what the hell he was thinking with that. I said, I said, all right, I think you're forgetting, you know, two plus two equals four. But anyhow, <clears throat> I don't, uh, you know, this isn't just for this scenario that you're saying about the children and everything, but life is a lot easier when you don't, you know, uh, care about what other people think and, and you um, don't need validation from anybody. And it's like, all right, I guess, you know, you could have your opinion on me, but I, what people think about me is none of my business. Let's see. This one says men are actually so weird. 
So I just wanted to share with you a funny story. I was out with all of my cousins, aunts, and mom at the bar, and this fireman was flirting with me and asked for my number. Okay, bragging. Okay, she's bragging. Honestly, he wasn't my type. Okay, but I gave in to him. Um, this motherfucker texts me, but is so dry. And I was like, okay, whatever. I don't care. So we never fully really had a conversation. And then a week later, he likes me on hinge. Like, sir, you already have my number. Men are the strangest screenshots attached. He was wearing a NASA shirt when we met. So he said, um, I'll read back and forth the combo. He says, oh, hold on. Sorry. I got to scroll up. Was so nice to meet you tonight. Sorry. I had to leave so soon. You too, NASA. Remember my name? And then I, she says his name, but I'm not going to say that. And then they were talking about their names, blah, blah, blah. She said, wow, I can't believe you remember my name. And then the combo kind of goes dry, right? And then he likes her picture on Hinge. And she said, look who it is. And he said, ha, 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 what's going on? Can you imagine? Because like at, the, at, at that point, he really genuinely thinks that he put effort in. It's so weird too, because it's like you do already have my number. I don't know. If a man doesn't hire a plane to write my name in the sky, like I'm not answering his text messages. I'm sorry, but that's where I'm at. But that's where I'm at. We're, I, I can't accept the bare minimum. But there's so many guys that do shit like this where they like want to have us on the back burner in case like something falls through or in case they're bored or something like that. Like I have guys that DM me all the time. Like they live in my DMs having just conversations with themselves. Cause I don't even fucking answer them. And they're like, Hey, Oh my God, would be so good to see you soon. Like you have my phone number. Why are you behaving in the way that you're behaving at this point? Because it's, it's not, it's not adding up. The math is not mathing. Um, <clears throat> This next one says, tonsils, what the fuck? Girlie, you already know I love you, but this is so embarrassing right now. Why the hell do I have a tonsil stone? Oh my God, that's humiliating. Have you ever had one before? No, I haven't. I'm almost 30 and this seems a bit juvenile. I kind of went, <laughs> I kind of want to 86 my tonsils altogether, but I feel like the only thing more embarrassing than having a tonsil stone would be recovering from the fucking tonsil removal surgery. That feels like something that if you don't do before 12 years old, you just got to deal with it. So I guess fuck, Mary kill these three <laughs> surgeries, tonsils, wisdom teeth, appendix. Interesting. And, that, and that'll be our, our fuck, Mary kill for, for the week. Okay. I actually have a friend, my friend, Corey, shout out. Hi, Coco. My friend, Corey, he had his um, tonsils removed. I think it was two years ago. He had his tonsils. You know what? Maybe it was probably more than that. But as a, as a grown adult, and yet here we are, if they're bothering you, you just got to get rid of it. And isn't a tonsil stone, if you don't take care of a tonsil stone, it starts to like um, smell, right? I think that's a thing. I just was reading something and, they, and it was mentioned. Like tonsil stone is like, because it's like an infection. It can get infected. But okay. And then here are the three embarrassing surgeries. Tonsils, wisdom teeth, appendix. Listen, wisdom teeth is so embarrassing. I'm killing wisdom teeth because I had all four taken out at the same time. And when I tell you I look like quagmire for fucking one month and a half. For one month and a half, I looked like quagmire because my chin, my chin and my cheeks, I thought my face was permanently stuck in that shape. It was, it was an odd shape. It was pear-shaped. 
it was pear-shaped. Okay. And I did not care for it. So I'm going to have to kill that. Um, tonsils taken out. I guess you're gonna, are we marrying it? Or are we fucking it? Also any head, like anything in your mouth, any like head pain is really, really horrible to me. Like tooth pain is terrible. Um, <clears throat> killing wisdom teeth. I think I'm going to marry tonsil removal right? Because getting, getting your appendix removed seems more serious than getting your tonsils removed, you know, cause you, they're in the nether regions. They're in the Netherlands. Okay. I don't know where the appendix is. <laughs> but it's somewhere down South. <laughs> oh God. Anywho. Yeah. I'm marrying, I'm, I'm marrying tonsils. I'm fucking appendix. I'm killing, I'm killing wisdom teeth. And that's all she wrote you guys. But, um, I love you. I hope you all had a fun episode. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. I, I will see you again on Thursday for confessions with Carly. And I'll see you back again here on Monday. Love you guys and see you soon. Bye.